0: Thank you for chiming in to another episode of When the Ink Dries, and I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid. And I hope that as you listen to each episode of When the Ink Dries, it puts you one page closer to your next book. If you haven't had an opportunity to donate to our podcast, be sure to donate to our podcast to make sure that we're continuing to grow and glow. Also, be sure to tell your friends that they're able to listen to another episode of When the Ink Dries on their favorite podcast station. Y'all, can I tell y'all something? Okay, so I've always wanted to be like my brothers and sisters. I've always wanted to play sports, like literally. You know, my brothers were good at football, track, like you name it. It's like they were born to do those things. And I wanted to be just like them. I wanted to be like them. Why? Because you got a lot of attention in our neighborhood. If you could run really, really fast, if you could catch a ball, like you got so much attention. And here I was on a tricycle and I could not even ride a tricycle. But let me tell you what happened to me one day. I grew up and I remember one time in middle school, in middle school my coach says okay we're going to play football and one of the telltale signs to let you know that you're not a sports person is when the the coach says okay you create a team this is going to be team a this is going to be team b and you go ahead and create your teams i knew that I could not play any sports because guess what no one picked me I was the last one sitting on the bench waiting on someone to pick me to play a part of their football team and it just so happens that they didn't pick me so you know you just got to pick a team like which team do you want to go to and they're like man I don't want her on this team She sucked." you know like kids don't care right so I ended up being on one of these teams, y'all. Don't laugh at me. Don't judge me, okay? But I ended up being on one of these teams, and y'all, I looked up and caught the ball. Like literally, I looked up and caught the ball, y'all. So when I caught the ball, I just start running. I just start running. Keep in mind, I don't know anything about football at all, but I caught the ball. And it was purely by accident, y'all. I wasn't even trying to, it's just like, you know, it just happened to hit me in the chest and land and I just happened to catch it. And everybody was cheering for me. They was like, yay, yay. And then I kept running and I kept running and I kept running and I thought I heard people cheering for me saying, yay, go, go, go. But literally they were saying, no, 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 because I was running the wrong way with the ball. So what's the point of my story? Y'all, you know what you're doing. Just understand that sometimes we put too much energy into the wrong thing, baby. Figure out your strengths early in the game and put your energy on what you're good at. Don't spend a lot of time doing something that you're bad at, okay? We want to cheer you on the right way. We want to cheer you on for what you're good at. Don't focus on what you're bad at. Focus on what you're good at. Hey, best friends. Did I thank you for being here with me today? Well, let me thank you right now. Thank you so much for being here with me on another episode of When the Ink Dries, where we write the pages of our next book. Do me a favor, hang tight, grab your cup of tea, and we'll be right back after this brief commercial from our sponsor.
1: It's The Room carries high-quality merchandise. Our store is filled with fashion and some of the best and up-and-coming brands in the business. Get Right Brands, It's Legacy, Black Bottle. We carry dressy, casual, urban wear, accessories, and more. Visit It's The Room at www.itstheroomct.com. Or stop by It's the Room at Connecticut Post Mall, 1201 Boston Post Road, Milford, Connecticut. Brands that matter.
0: Welcome back to another episode of When the Ink Dries. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. And this is the episode that helps you to write your story one page at a time one episode at a time. And we so appreciate you being here with us today as we talk about the topic. Did you know that your writing is gold? And for those of you that's been following this podcast, you know that this episode, as well as future episodes, is dedicated to my mother, Evelyn, who passed away on June 2nd of 2021. Before we get into the episode, I want to be able to share with you the writing that I'd done here in Colorado at Memoirs, fun experience. It was great. And I want to be able to share this story. It came from a writing prompt and the writing prompt was, what is your why? What is your reason? So let me just give you a little background of this story if I can. So for those of you that may not have purchased my book yet, Letters to Mom, it's on my website at writingcoachlk.com. But Letters to Mom, One of the reasons that I wrote that particular book is based on, obviously, my mother passing away. But one of the other things is I actually had two dreams two months after my mother passed away, and one of them was about a little girl in the red dress, which that actually sparked the writing that I'd done for my book. So I want to be able to share this piece with you. Call The Little Girl in the Red Dress. My hair was pressed long and straight. Mommy spent hours pressing my hair over a hot stove with a pressing comb. She wanted to make sure I was presentable for God's house, the church. Can I share with you that Mommy got me all dressed up in a red dress with bobby socks to match. But as I can remember it, I remember getting out of mama's old beat up Buick and running into the doors of the church. I just assumed that mama would be running into the church doors after me shortly, but that didn't happen. While I waited on mama to rush in after me, the organ began to play. And I just knew that mama wouldn't want me just waiting around. She wanted me to sit down. I ended up sitting down next to this nice couple. This nice lady and her husband. Push! Evelyn, push! You got this. Wait. Wait. I think I can see the head. I think I can see her hair. Push, Evelyn, push. At some point, mama just laid there in that cold county hospital bed. There was no more pushing. There was only waiting and anticipating. We can't breathe. We can only hope that mama can get a birth certificate out of this deal. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. I have life. I have breath in my body. But what will I do with the opportunity that my mother has given me? My why is I got to get out of this hellhole. My reason is I got to get out of this ghetto. I love my city and I love my state but Texas is no more my home. It's no longer my American dream. I packed my bags. I packed my child and everything that could fit in my Kia soul because I can't turn back. I couldn't keep living the lie that mama and daddy created for me called life. I can't die in this space. I can't die not knowing my purpose. What is my reason? What is my why? As a little girl, I have no more memories. I have more memories of the rats on my street than the kids in my class. I learned at an early age that I couldn't trust the people in my neighborhood. But even worse, I couldn't trust the people under my own roof. See, even as an adult, I can't shake the dream I had of this little girl in the red dress. I can't shake her destiny. I can't shake her dreams of growing up and raising a family. I can't stop thinking about the little girl. I can't stop dreaming dreaming of the little girl in the red dress. I can't stop thinking about the little girl in the red dress because I'm the little girl in the red dress. I'm the little girl in the red dress who mama left on June 2nd, 2021. (laughs) She left me here with a birth certificate and a thing called a pen. Mama gave me a pen, but it was God who gave me the ability to share my story. Writing is my reason. See, my why is if I can write and share my story, you can write and share your story you are my why. All right, we're back to the topic. Did you know that your writing is gold? Now, let me just say, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I think that when it comes to our writing, I said before that I feel a lot of writers suppress their writing, they suppress their gift. Writing is a gift. If no one's ever told you that, let me be the one to first tell you. First of all, writing is a pure gift. Why do you think it's so many people out there? It's resume writers. It's term paper writers. It's you know everything that you want to think of. It's all kind of jobs out there with writing. Why? Because literally no one really wants to write. You have to have a passion for writing. Writing is literally a gift, okay? So if you're a person where you have tons and tons of writing everywhere you go, everywhere you reside, honey, that's your gift, honey. That's your calling. You are an actual writer, okay? But why I wanted to have this topic about your writing being gold, because we've written for so long that we don't even take an account of the value of our writing. We don't even know the value of our writing. And here's what I want you to understand, because I've already let you know that, hey, you're gifted. You're you're a brilliant writer. I want you to know that even if you write just one page, And that's pretty much what we're aiming for. Right. (laughs) Remember that with every episode of this, the uh, when the ink dries, every episode is to kind of prompt you to write at least one page at a time. okay? but even as you write this one page, do you know that your one page that you're writing is golden? Did you know that right now, before you finish your full book, right now, before you finish your full manuscript, or before you even decide what to do with your writing, your your writing is valuable right now. And that's what I think as a a lot of writers, I think we forget that part about our writing. Yeah, we write and we share it with people and we send it to people in emails and we send tons and tons and tons of writing via text. But do you really understand the value of your writing? And a lot of times we don't. We're just like, hey, I wrote these two pages and I wrote two poems and I wanted to send that to you. And I'm like, honey, do you realize that that's a gift? Like, literally, that is a gift for you to be able to do that. Um, Honestly, y'all may think I'm joking, but one of the things that I wanted to do is when my mother passed away, Um, the funeral home told us that we had to write the obituary. I never knew that that was a thing. I never knew that when people passed away, then the families were responsible for writing the obituary. Like I never knew that. I always thought that that was the funeral home's job. Like I said, you never know those type of things until you have someone to pass away that's super close to you. Now I understand why some obituaries, like they be in their seventies or eighties and sometimes even nineties and they just have like a whole paragraph of their obituary. I'm like, wait a minute. This dude have almost lived almost a century. Why is it just a paragraph about him? Now I truly understand. If it was left up to the family to write that obituary, that's probably why it was like a paragraph or two. And so one of the things that I thought about, I'm like, wow, could I literally make a living writing obituaries for people? Because this was kind of difficult. You know, I mean, literally I had to go back and write for... A part of my mother's life that I wasn't even existent in. And so I was like, what if I could do that for someone else? Because can I be honest with you? When people pass away, no one wants to sit down and have to research. I literally had to research my mother's information and then get the obituary going. Right. And I was like, what if I could actually turn this into a business? And those are the things that we don't realize with our writing, you know, we literally have money if it's just because you need money, because people will tell you, oh, I'm a starving artist, you know, and I'm like, well, really, what do you do? I'm a writer. I'm like, well, why are you starving? (laughs) Like, why are you starving as a writer? Because it's jobs out there. Seriously, as a writer. But that's not what I wanted to talk about today. Goodness, this is the reason why I got to stick to the script. Stick to the script, Lynette. Oh my goodness. So one of the reasons that I wanted to host this, that I want you to remember that as you write your pages with us, your writing is solving a problem. Yes, some of you may create a strategy to make money from it. But before you create a strategy to make money from your writing, I first want you to understand that your writing is solving a problem. And anytime that you're solving a problem, you're always going to make money, right? That's the part that we as writers haven't really quite figured out yet. And that's the coolest part that I love about being a writer, because when you are a writer, you call the shots. You decide who you're solving a problem for, and you decide how you want to solve a problem for them, all under the, the name of writing, right? And to be honest, I think a lot of, you know, my self-published family, my self-published authors, I think they struggle with selling books because that's their focus. They're just like, I just want to sell a book. I'm good. I wrote a book. I want to sell it. I want to, I wrote a book. I want to sell it. So they only see two parts of it. They wrote a book and now they published it. Now they want to sell it. Right. But think of how much you would actually sell if you focused on the mission or just selling your story, the story behind your book. Like what's the story behind your book? That's what I'm more interested in. I don't know about you guys, but before I even buy a book, I want to know like the backstory. What's the backstory of this book? Um, because I buy a lot of books, as you know, but the thing is, I want to know, like, what's the backstory of the book? What was the mission behind the author? You know, before I even read the book, if I can be honest, I'm always looking at the about the author page or, you know, the story behind the story. Like, what is, what's the big deal about it, right? And so that's the one thing that I want you to understand as writers. Um, And what's my takeaway? What is the takeaway from this particular story? The takeaway is, don't shortchange your writing. The pieces of your story that you feel that people won't want to hear or things that they may, you may feel that it's boring, that's the piece that's actually going to be missing from your story. Can I tell you that? A lot of you may not want to hear that, but that's the truth. When you're writing your story right from the heart, somebody used to tell me all the time, what comes from the heart? Reaches the heart. And that's no different with your writing. Stop attempting to suppress your writing because you're like, oh, I want to tell this, but I think this may be a little bit too boring. You know? And that's really what's actually missing from your story. Remember that your story is all about emotion. So don't take out what's needed to either make us cry or to make us laugh. We need that. We need that in your story the more of you that you can put into your writing that's the part that we're going to absolutely love um one of the things that i loved about my book letters to mom is someone was like you know thank you so much for being so transparent thank you so much for just sharing your story with us Okay, I have tips and these tips are strictly for self-published authors, self-published authors calling self-published authors. (laughs) No, seriously. Um, But I do need you to come a little closer because I want you to hear these tips. One of the reasons that I wanted to share, uh, did you know that your writing is gold? Because I want you to understand because you have self-published your book, I don't want you to suppress or diminish your accomplishment. I want you to understand that writing, writing a book is one thing. Self-publishing is a whole nother animal, right? I want you to understand how important that is. And one of the reasons I wanted you to realize that because if you don't value your writing right now in this stage of self-publishing, then you're gonna not price your book correctly. So as I'm talking about, Pricing your book. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, if I was to ask you, you know, how much do you cost? What are you worth? You would probably look at me crazy. You'd probably give me the side eye. You'd probably be like, why is she asking me that? If I attempted to put a price tag on you, you would really think that I was crazy. You would say, you know, I don't have a price tag. I'm priceless, right? Right. So, why is it that? When it comes to pricing your book, you don't have that same tenacity. When it comes to pricing your book, why don't you have that same energy? Can I be the one to tell you? Because no one will tell you this. Literally, it's people out there that will allow you to pay them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to help you publish your book. And then when you publish your book, they're like, well, you should have your book for 99 cents, you know, in order to get your name out there. It doesn't take for your book to be 99 cents in order to get your name out there, baby. What's going to get your name out there is you showing up for your audience. Whether you create an online audience, whether you create an in-person audience, that's what it's going to take to get your name out there. Not You know, underpricing your book, underpricing your book, the only way your book should be 99 cents is if you're mass selling it to 99 cent stores and they're going to, you know, you're still getting your money because it's in dollar trees or it's in the dollar stores and things like that. But two things that I want from self-publishers, self-published authors, I want you to start taking value in your work. Understand that you have put your blood, sweat and tears into your books and it's time for you to sell them as if you've done so. I don't want you to continue um, selling your book for 99 cents or you know, just saying, hey, I sold it for that much because you know I literally feel that $14 may be too much or maybe $19 is too much, right? Keep in mind that you have to put a great price tag on your book. And I, I literally will talk about this a little bit more because I want people to understand that there is a way that you can create a community um, a lot of times, when your book is not selling, it's not selling, not because your book is not good enough. It's not selling because people don't know you, and that's the one thing that we forget. You know, literally, especially online. Especially online, it's hard to sell books online, especially for self-published authors. Why? You know, I'll share with this. I'll share this with you. It's so hard to sell books online because. We, we, as self-published authors, we really don't have a strategy when it comes to selling. We don't know how we're going to sell our books. We haven't created a strategy for that. We haven't created a strategy for who, which is the big key factor. You know, we always have this thing of, my book is for everybody. Hush, your book is not for everybody. I hear that all the time from self-published authors. Your book is not for everybody, honey. I have to be the one to share it with you. Your book is not for everyone. It's time for you to figure out like who you're solving a problem for. And when you figure out who you're solving a problem for, then that's who your book is for. And that's where you should spend your marketing dollars. And the other thing is, you know, this make a strategy of, are you going to be, are you creating an online community or are you creating an in-person community? Believe it or not, you can actually do both. And a lot of people don't believe that they're like, you know, they create They create this amazing book and they go straight to vending shows. And some of the vending shows that you go to, it's not for books. Like, guys, wake up, wake up and start realizing who your book is for, right? Like if your book is about, let's say if your book is about coffee, right? A lot of you were like, I don't want to sell it in a coffee shop. I want to sell it at a fashion show. Like, really? Seriously? Um, And I'm not trying to be funny, y'all. I promise y'all I'm not. But it's just that I want us to make wise decisions when it comes to our book. I want us to literally create strategies behind our books, like decide who your book is for and market to those people. And that's when you'll see more sales that come in. The other thing is, Remember why you created this book. Like, what was the reason behind it? And share that story with people. You know, sometimes I feel that a lot of self-published authors, sometimes they act ashamed of their book. You can't be ashamed of your book and then want to want people to buy your book. You know, people need a reason. You know, before COVID, um, I always say, um, B- BC and AC, you know, before COVID, you know, people would just buy anything. We didn't really care. Right. But now, after COVID, people are like, okay, now what is your book about? Okay, now why did you write? Like, literally, we want to know how your book is going to benefit me, my family, my grandkids. Like, seriously, you know? And the main thing that when people are asking more questions about the, your book, they're basically asking, one, how's this book gonna benefit me? Two, what makes your book a self-published book that people haven't really drawn to yet, right? What is gonna make your self-published book better than the other books that's already out there? And that's what you guys haven't solved that problem for you're not you're not answering those questions for people. You know the main thing you do when when the graphic designer give you. The cover of your book, you could continue to just, you know, market that. That is a part of your marketing strategy. Sharing your book cover is not a marketing strategy. Why? Because that doesn't show the difference between your book and everyone else's book. Like people have access to, you know, Barnes and Nobles. They have access to Amazon. They have access to the library, which remember the library books are free, right? And so what makes your book better than those books or what makes your book something that someone should invest in keep in mind that what people are buying is an investment they literally want something that's going to benefit them so start sharing your story your reason why start sharing how your book is going to benefit a certain problem you know th- identify the problem that you've identified that makes you the expert the reason why you wrote your book and then share with them why they need your book remember that your writing is gold until next time so it looks like we've come to the end of our chapter but definitely not the end of our book Stay tuned for another episode of When the Ink Dries, where we write the pages of our next book. Until then.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of When the Ink Dries, the podcast that helps you write the pages of your next book. If you haven't already, be sure to register for our two day writing conference in Denver, Colorado, March 3rd and 4th, 2023. Visit iWriteConference.com. That's iWriteConference.com for more details. See you in Colorado.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of When the Ink Dries. And if you're looking for another podcast to chime into, make sure that you check out Granny Wowzers, And she's over there at the Talk Radio. Download the app right now and start listening.